Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good Monday morning, everybody. Hope y'all had fabulous weekends. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. No, bang the table. <laughs> bang the table. Yeah. Eric, no. Right here, bang on the table. No, bang no, it. no, 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 no. I did not have a fabulous weekend. I did. You shouldn't. <laughs> oh, you got the break beat off there, but you tweeted about Vanderbilt. Now all of a sudden you a Vandy fan. Well, you must follow me. You must stop no, 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 me no, no, on stop Twitter. Me. Yeah, but I know you were quiet mm. yesterday about the Cowboys. Mm. What happened yesterday? Quiet? Quiet. I spilled my guts no, all didn't. over no, Twitter. No, I'm best no, to didn't. spill them all over you. No, 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 no. You ain't got no guts. Green Bay took them all. Yeah. Well, you you, you picked my team to win. That's Let's all I know. Go, then I knew I was cursed. <laughs> I like being wrong on yeah. those kind of picks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump right into this matchup, however painful, Skip. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers beat your Cowboys 31-28 in OT yesterday as home underdogs. Here's what Mike McCarthy had to say about making the call to go for it on fourth and three from the Green Bay 35-yard line on the first possession of OT. You know, we were right on the right on the line for the field goal, and you know, hey, to be honest with you, I, I felt we needed to go for it. You know, I mean, we I, I called it on second down, especially the way the game was going. I mean, it was you know big play uh, penalty, big play penalty, big play penalty. So, um, you know, our thing was just to keep playing. We had good calls. Uh, you know, um, so I'm, 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 I'm fine with the decision. Obviously, I know we didn't convert, but, you know, fourth and three, um, you know, just didn't convert. little Monday morning quarterbacking uh, for us. Yep. Shannon, should Mike McCarthy have gone for it there? Well, I don't have a problem with it because the analytics, you know, everybody loves the analytics. My partner loves analytics. And when somebody is aggressive, Jerry Jones, his owner, they love going for it on fourth down. He says he likes the aggressiveness of it. I don't think analytics takes into account the tempo of the game at that particular time. Yeah, you can plug it in and say if you go for it on fourth down in this situation, you have a greater chance to win. But as Mike McCarthy was saying, he said, look, given the, the way the game was flowing, I felt like on second down that we were going to go for it on fourth down because the game had started to kind of slip away from us. The problem is with the Cowboys, and they this is what they need to address. And I tried to explain to you when they got the, the big D lineman from Oakland. I say, Skip, teams at this point in time, they're not giving away their good players. You see, Carolina wouldn't give away any of their defensive players. They're, pro- they're not going to the playoffs, but they say, we got a nucleus. We got something we can build on. For your guy to get – y'all are worse off. 29th in rush defense. Aaron Rodgers, I think, if I'm not mistaken, threw the ball like six or seven times in the first half. Skip, it wasn't that play. Yeah, we can look at it and say, well, they should. They went for it on fourth down in overtime, and that lost them the game. But that didn't lose them the game. You have one of the top defenses in all of football, and you had a 14-point lead. That's got to stand. You've got to make that stand. And, and I, I was my only the reason why I picked Green, I picked the Cowboys. I was like, there's no way. Green Bay is going to stick with the run because that's the only way because you can't get your quarterback hit if you're running the football. They ran the football. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they ran, had 19 rush, 18 rushes in the first half and six, six pass attempts or seven pass attempts, and they followed it up again, basically the same formula in the second half. And Aaron Jones and Dylan did a great job of running the football, but scale penalties and rush defense is killing you. Dak is horrible on third downs. He was 4 of 12 yesterday on third down and four, third and fourth downs, two interceptions. And since 2011, he has the second worst QBR. He's 40 to 43 percent. Skip, you can't. I mean, you, uh, you can't win like that. Since 2011, he has the second worst QBR. On third and fourth down. Thank you. Uh, behind, guess who's worse? Yeah. Tebow. 
So that, with that being said, Skip, that, it wasn't that play. I mean, we always go back into a game, and we try to look at one particular play and says that lost us the game. But, Skip, with your defense, you had a 14-point lead. Just last week, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offense scored nine points. They go get 31 on you guys? You told me y'all was so much better. Micah and the Marauders. We're only going to go as far as Micah and the Marauders carry us. True. Okay. Well, Micah and the Marauders mm. carried you to an L yesterday. But it wasn't that play. I wouldn't have gone for it, Skip. You know, I'm a little bit more judicious. Seemingly, I, I guess I, I lack courage going for it on fourth down. But I'm not a real big in the analytics. I'm looking at the flow and the feel of the game. I'm a human being. I'm standing on the sideline. I see how my offense is playing. I see how my defense is playing. How good is my? How good are my special teams? And that's what I'm gonna factor in whether or not I go for them fourth down. Not somebody that's in a, that's never played the game that's punching in numbers. Says, well, if you go for them here, you got a 52% chance of winning, and if you don't convert it, you got a 43% chance. Of, I, I I don't believe in all that bull, Jai. But hey, more power to him. But that play wasn't the play that cost him the game. Hmm. Are you finished? Yep. It is my turn to unleash on what I saw yesterday at Lambeau. I actually, if you remember, first guessed this. I said it was going to be much higher scoring than you thought, and I said it was going to come down to a late field goal and that my guy would make the late field goal, Brett Maher. No more Brett the Fred. He's been very good this year, and he's got a thunder foot on his leg. I said it would come down to 31 to 28 Dallas, and I guess I had dyslexia because (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking because you cannot trust, A, my coach, and B, my quarterback with big games on the line. I told you, I ramrodded home this point to you on Friday. This game will be all about, in the end, Dak Prescott. It will be his game to win or lose, and was it? Ever. I told you, Aaron Rodgers is not dead yet. He's got way too many weapons left. Just because he lost Romeo, it does Romeo, Romeo, <laughs> wherefore art, art thou Romeo, I don't care. In the end, he still had Lazard, and he still had Tunyon, who we actually did a good job on. He only caught one ball for eight yards. Right. And I told you, Christian Watson can flat fly. He's six feet, four inches tall. He ran four, three. He just couldn't hang on to the football. Right. And he dropped the very first two throws that Aaron threw him yesterday. But after that, he had a coming out party, much to my chagrin. And in the end, he's actually counting to the crowd. One, two, three. I caught three touchdowns, right? The, the biggest thing Aaron did yesterday, Skip, he didn't jump in. When he dropped those two passes early, and you he, know he smirked at him, he rolled his eyes at him, but but he, but he couldn't see it. Though, Skip, he okay. couldn't see from way back there. All right, okay, you were right. In the end, I needed my quarterback to come up big, and I'm going to throw you one big picture point about my quarterback. The bar got set much higher for Dak Prescott because of what Cooper Rush did without Dak Prescott in saving the Cowboys' season. Would you saw what Cooper Rush? was able to do late against Cincinnati, what he was able to do at the Giants when they were rolling and they're still rolling and they're about to come rolling into our town on Thanksgiving for a big back-to-backer is we got to go to Minnesota and then Giants on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. If you look at Dak's big-picture career, the reason he scares the literal hell out of me is because in these biggest games – He does not come up big very often. If you look hard at what the Cowboys have done over the last three, four years, look back. Show me games, big games, tough games, high degree of difficulty games where Dak came up big and won the game and lived up to his contract when he took Jerry to the cleaners in the bank. Show me. All I can give you is last year at New England, they walked it off. And he hit CD with a walk-off touchdown pass in overtime and then pulled his calf, of course, and was never quite the same the rest of the way. Other than that, you have to hark all the way back to the one playoff game he's won in his life, in his NFL career, which was way back in 2018 when they traded for Amari. And all of a sudden, Dak took off, and they actually beat Russell Wilson in the Seahawks. Maybe it doesn't look so good now, given what's happened. (laughs) 
to <laughs> Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Right. But that's the, those two games, if you want to talk about coming up big, I'll give you at New England and against Russell Wilson in a playoff game. Other than that, I dare you to show me another game where you say, well, that was good or that was good or that was good. I can show you a whole lot of that was good with Cooper Rush, which is why yesterday I missed Cooper Rush. Aaron Rodgers was teetering. They had lost five in a row. He had thrown three interceptions, obviously, at Detroit. And yet I told you all week long, he's still Aaron Bleepin Rodgers. He has played better against Dallas than he has against every other team. Every, you Show me one, I'll show you that he's played better against Dallas. He's now 8-2 and two against the Cowboys, including 2-0 and oh in the playoffs. And he hasn't been very good in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, because he's 11-10 and 10 and only 7-9 and nine since that long-ago run to the Super Bowl. Although the Bears might disagree with you, but okay. I, see, I get your point. No, but, but he has destroyed Dallas, and he has late-game Dallas, and he has clutched up against Dallas again and again and again. There's something about him. He loves to beat the Dallas Cowboys. He loves to stick it to America's team. And I called him, he, he is my Dracula because he just sucks the life out of my team. Every time you think he's dead, every time you have a chance to drive stake through heart, you better or he'll come back and get you. And we had a chance. They were teetering in the first yeah. half and we get the, the turnover early on where he's, Aaron he's got strip, sack, strip sacked. Yeah. And then if he we lost. could just, before we get to the, the fateful fourth down call, if, if I could just show you Dak's two interceptions in the first half, this is where you could drive a stake through Dracula's heart, and you don't because Dak threw these two interceptions. Something this, went wrong because they're talking to Dalton yeah. Schultz on the sideline. Yeah. Something happened, Skip. All right. Something happened. Because if you notice, Skip, C.D. Lamb went to Schultz, and Dak was talking to him on the sideline. Somebody ran the wrong route. Okay. It, you, you either have to run it deeper or shallower. You, you can't get in the way. But I, I got to tell you, it's still on the quarterback because he throws it right to some kid who is like the third-string safety named Rudy Ford who's bounced all over this league and yeah. been with four teams. And Rudy Ford did that, and then he did that. Right. If, if, okay. He was running like he was driving a Corvette because yeah. he took off on him. Yeah, so two interceptions. Skip, I think this was on CD. Okay. I think this is on CD. I think CD needs to flatten that off and come across the guy's face. Now, that's the second time. Remember Chicago? Eddie Jackson yeah. picked him the exact same way. Now, there's a disconnect somewhere. Either he's looking and saying the defender is in my window and let me go behind him. But if Dak is throwing that ball in anticipation, Skip, you can't go behind the guy because he's going to release the guy before you break. you got to go in front of him. Okay, so you have a chance after a strip sack caused by Demarcus Lawrence. Yes. You have a chance to just drive stake through heart of both Aaron and the Packers because they're teetering. They don't think they're not sure who they are. And you let them off the hook. And all of a sudden I look up and it's 14 to 14 at halftime. Now you got a problem. So all of a sudden, here we go again, and we, we rise and shine. And Dak had a great stretch in the third quarter, and he hit CD a couple times with big throws. Yes. Let's, let's just go ahead and show those two big throws if we could. This is third and nine at the 37. This is uh, three, what is it, 346 of the third quarter. If we could throw, this is a third and nine throw to CD. This is Dak's best throw of the, the day to me because he just lofts it up over the defense to CD. This is a big-time throw. This is what – no, that, that's not exactly the one. There's, there's one on third and nine. Yeah, it, it's the one Are you talking about for the touchdown? No, no, it's right before the touchdown play. It's, it's right – that's okay. Uh, th- then the touchdown play came the 35-yarder after that. If mm-hmm. we could see the 35-yarder on the, the deep corner route to uh, CD, this is – oh, this is the third and nine. That's third and nine. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. That's the corner route. Okay, yeah. we got him. Okay, so Dak makes two big throws in that drive, and all of a sudden we're up 28 to 14 with 247 left in the third yeah. quarter. Guess what happens in the fourth quarter in overtime? Shall we? Dak Prescott goes six out of 14 for 58 total yards with no touchdowns and, and no interceptions, while Aaron suddenly comes way back to life. He goes seven of nine for 102 yards in the fourth quarter in overtime, two touchdowns and no interceptions. So if, if you look at what Dallas did in the fourth quarter in overtime, they, they are able to manage only 102 yards while Green Bay has 187 yards. Right. Some on the defense, some on the offense. I needed Dak to rise up and stand off Aaron Rodgers. I needed him to match Aaron throw for throw. Dak disappeared in the fourth quarter in overtime. Scared. 
You say you're, you're, this, you're a defensive-based football team. Okay. That gave you a 14-point okay, lead. But I told lead. you in this game against that guy, because he, he haunts us the way nobody's ever haunted us, in the end it's going to come down to your quarterback having the ball. He had it three times in the fourth quarter. Maybe the last one didn't matter that much because it was just 16 seconds left, but I was hoping for one big throw and one big miracle because they had three timeouts left. Right. But you did have it twice, and you need to cash twice. You need to go get three points, maybe seven points. You need to match what Aaron is doing to your defense by then because I say he got so hot that no defense would have stopped him at Lambeau under those circumstances. Well, Skip, but when you, when you look at it, the question that I have is that when they fell behind, I was like, well, now you got to throw it. Even when they fell behind by double digits, they stayed com- uh, uh, committed to running the football. Aaron Jones was spectacular yesterday. He, he is, he's the he's other cowboy killer. He grew up, most spent half his childhood because they were military kids, yeah. but they, he spent it in El Paso. He will tell you I became a huge cowboy fan in El Paso. He will tell you that he loves to stick it to his Dallas Cowboys. He rises and he shines and he's shown again. And they flipped the script because they ran the ball 39 times yes. and they threw it only 20 times. Yes. And if you want a weird anom- an anomaly of a statistic here, would you believe that my team had the ball 79 plays to only 61 for Aaron Rodgers? Yes. 79, 61. Look at the time of possession. It's flipped. Actually, Green Bay won time of possession, 36 to 31 minutes. How can you do that when, when you run 18 fewer plays? It's because they committed to running the football. Right. And if you run of those plays, 39 are runs, clock runs, clock runs, Correct. clock runs, and you won the clock. And they wanted to keep that offense off the field, Skip. A lot of their best players, you feel a Campbell is out, the middle linebacker with all pro. Uh, Rashawn Gary, out. Stokes, out. So now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's wanna... why I said this has to be a DAC game because the decimation in Green Bay is on the defensive side, not on the offensive side. They have plenty of weapons, including Sammy Watkins and Toure. They got plenty of weapons for Aaron. He's a back-to-back MVP. Against Dallas, he's going to be Aaron bleeping again, and he was. So here we go. Dak needed to take advantage of a decimated Green Bay defense, and he couldn't in the fourth quarter. But they did a good job of playing keep away, like you said, 39 rushes. Well, 39 runs, Skip, is going to give you keep the ball in your possession a lot more than throwing the ball. I don't know, Skip. You, look at you! Look at you guys! You ran it 31 for uh, 159. That's 5.1 a carry. But you got 15, 16 more pass attempts than rush attempts. What the question is? Why aren't you running the football like Green Bay was running the football? Okay, it's a very good question because we do have the ball in the fourth quarter two big times, and you need to score some points. We get it first and ten. It's all the way back at our 12, but it's 13, 17 left in the fourth quarter, and we did run eight more plays, but we only got it up to third and nine at our 37. Right, and he he threw it to Peyton Hendershot for some reason, and it was woefully incomplete, and we had to punt, and you know what was about to happen. And then we got the ball back late, and I thought, okay, here we go. This is my time. This is his time. Dak, you have to be that guy, and it's 229 left. It's first and 10 at the Cowboy 25 after yet another Christian Watson touchdown. And if we could see the final two passes in that last possession for Dallas in regulation, the final two passes, one goes to Noah Brown, the first one, it's a low snap, but it's to Noah Brown, and it's just covered and low and incomplete. And then we got another one deep. He just said, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I think I'll try to throw it up over Jair Alexander to Michael Gallup. It's, it's a bad idea. It's a bad pass. It's, it's just wrong, wrong, wrong. And as soon as he missed that play, I said, we are cooked. And yet, what did we do in overtime, Mr. Sharp? We won the toss. What almost always happens if you win the toss? Well, well I mean, they changed, they changed the rules. Okay. But, but what you usually what happens just, anyway. I guess, I guess if you're Mahomes, you win, you win the, uh, what you call them, you win the game. Right. What happened last Thanksgiving at home? You, Another travesty, right? right? We won the toss against the L.A. Raiders, and we lost in overtime because Dak immediately could not score, missing Noah Brown on a third down pass. Remember? Yeah. And then here came Derek Carr, who's a disaster now, but he wasn't that day on right. Thanksgiving, right? Okay, so we do get the ball to start the overtime, and now we got Mike McCarthy coming to the, the forefront. So Pollard goes for seven, then he does, Dak did hit CD for 15, and then Pollard goes for seven, but Jalen, uh, what's his name, um, 
Uh, what's the receiver? Oh, Tolbert. Uh, Tolbert. He lines he, up off sides. I don't even know why he was in the game. Somebody was, needed a rest or something, and he lines up like two yards offside, <laughs> and he's looking at the ref like, am I okay? No, Bruh. no, flag. <laughs> okay. So, and, and then Connor McGovern gets a, a, a holding Cody. call that negates a, a Malik Davis run of 16 yards, and we're going up and back, up and back, up and back. And McCarthy's saying, we're dominating overtime. After the game, he said, we control the game in overtime. No, you kept going backwards. Why is that? Well, you had nine more penalties for what was it, like 87 83. yards, 83 yards? I call them Mike McPenalty. They, they always lead the league in penalties. Now they're top five in penalties. They're on the way to leading the league again in penalties because they're an undisciplined, unmotivated football team. Yeah, thanks you either condone or, co- or coaching is Okay, Thank you very much. What did we see from Mike McCarthy in his triumphant return to Green Bay? It actually went to his head. He, he actually decided he, was in it. He, he thought he was Vince Lombardi, re- <laughs> gloriously returning to the scene of all of his great escapades. If we could see Mike McCarthy before the game, this is several hours before the game. That's a Vince Lombardi coat that he is wearing. Yeah. He's trying to show you, oh, I am Vince Lombardi. I'm going to take a piece Campbell. of turf. He right? got the camel on. I mean, yeah. you, hey, you got hey, to be rough to wear camel. Normally, yeah. people, well, uh, uh, the top coats, they're dark navy or black. Yeah. He got the camel on. Okay, so he invited 40 of his friends and relatives wow. to the game. And would you believe that our man Jarrett Bell reported in today's USA Today that sometime before the game, and he got there like five hours before, that he and Aaron Rodgers actually met, I'm assuming somewhere in the stadium, and sat down and had a heart-to-heart conversation before the game. In my career, in your long career of playing this game, I have never, ever heard of a visiting head coach sitting down with a player on the home team to have a heart-to-heart before the game? Are you kidding me? It's gone to his head. Like, Remember when? Do you remember us? And now he's got to bury the hatchet with Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to bury the hatchet in Aaron's head he when did. he was still there, right? Uh, Skip, but here's the thing. Did you know this was the first time in Cowboys? Okay, well, you're not even... D- but, but deal, Skip, no. Have this you ever the, heard of that before? I've never heard of this, and it was reported that the breakup, it had really gotten contentious between Aaron and yeah. Mike McCarthy. Okay. He was not happy with the way Absolutely Mike was doing things not. on Saturday at walkthrough. He was entrusting that to some of his lieutenants while he was doing other things, and uh, Aaron didn't... But like you said, now, it was a heart-to-heart. They could have had that in the offseason. Mike McCarthy's been gone for three years now. Yep. You could have had other opportunities. Absolutely. You could have picked up the phone, Absolutely. or y'all could have met somewhere and had a heart-to-heart. The, day, the, the moments, hours before the game is not the time to have a heart-to-heart. Okay, I get it. The, the love connection, the confession, or whatever you want to call it. Yep. That is not the time I don't believe. No. Now, hey, some people are like, well, hey, there's never a wrong time. But the man's been gone for three years. Okay. At some point in time in that three-year window, y'all could have found a way Absolutely. to talk, meet, or do whatever. Anything. You need like to do. This has gone completely to McCarthy's head. So we get to third and three at the 35 on that fateful opening drive of the overtime. Overtime, okay. And it's Dak to CD. And I thought Jair got there just a split second early, but I don't think they're going to call this at Lambeau in overtime. But it's a split second early. The, the, the pass is on target, but, but you could have let him a touch more, just a touch more, because... Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but Jair just made a, a very good play, and it's very close. Again, my heart is saying pass interference. My head is saying no. Can I ask you a question, Skip? If Mike McCarthy, you heard him in there, says he was thinking about going for on fourth down, on second down. If you're going to go for it on fourth down, why the hell you don't run the ball on third down? Good, you only good need question. three yards. Okay. So why not now because all of a sudden? How are you gashing them? You were gashing them with the run more yeah. than the pass, yeah. right? Yeah. So all of a sudden it's fourth and three. And I'm thinking, well, it's obviously a field goal try now from 53 yards because Brett Maher can nail it. They said the wind had slightly switched. I didn't sense on TV, sometimes it's hard to get it off yeah. TV, yeah. that it was high wind. Right. But they said it was fairly significant wind in face. Okay. So McCarthy is taking that into consideration, but he said we were right on the line for whether he could make it or not. Right. But he had already decided, I'm going for it because I'm Vince Lombardi. I'm coming back. I got friends and family. I want to go for broke here, right? Yeah. Well, and you got broke. Well, run the ball. Okay. All right, but it's it's fourth and three. But um, no, no, he's okay. remember that he said in his press conference yeah. he was thinking about going for it on fourth down okay. on second you, down. You easily could have gone for you could run the ball run to the ball Tony on Pollard. Third, yes. Okay, because Tony Pollard was gashing them. Okay, here's my issue with the fourth down call. If if you have a clever play that you've been sitting on the whole game that you practiced repeatedly 
through the week and you said, this is our ace in the hole play. This is the one we're going to need for a two-point conversion or maybe a fourth and three. I'm okay with it. Show me something that I haven't seen. Show me that you've got something up your sleeve where I say, wow, that was good. It, it was nothing. If we could see the play, Dak just drops back and goes deer in headlights on the fourth and three. Well, it's yo, just, he's about to get sacked. It's so just deer in headlights. It it's oh. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, if you don't throw that play on your final step back, something's wrong. Something's amiss. Then you didn't have a good play. But here's the thing, Skip. On third down was your best play because why would you save it on fourth down? So you just ran your best play. You ran your best play to your best receiver on third down. Well, so it now wasn't you, exactly tricky. It was just a slant to CD. No, yep. But normally what happens, Skip, in that situation, if I'm going for it on fourth down, and that's already in the back of your mind, so I'm sure he relayed that to the OC. We're going for it on fourth down. So now I'm going to run my best play on third down. I'm not okay. saying – why the hell would I save it? Okay. I don't know. Are you going to run some kind of uh, – a zone read to to pitch it to it's, Tony Pollard. It seemed you can do to a lot me of things. that they get, they were given they ran an option route to CD and Jair Alexander. Did, uh, uh, he didn't back up. He, he stayed, stayed and he drove the ball. Drove. Okay, people say he got there yep. a little early and they didn't call it. But I'm just saying, I just believe Skip. Whatever, if you got two plays, you're going for it on third, uh, fourth down. You're going to run your best play on third down. Because I want to go ahead and get that no, out the way. I, I, I don't want to trust it that on fourth down that we can pick it up if I can go ahead and get it out the way on third down. Mm. So that was their best play. I mean, I don't know of a play or fourth down. Hey, let's throw this ball to Tony Pollard. Mm. That's the play? That's no, the play that, you can't? That was okay, just okay. a disaster. <laughs> that, that was like desperate yeah. measures. So, bottom line, my team in its history with a 14 or more point lead yes. going into the fourth quarter is 195 and zero, but now it's 195 and one. That's my – Skip, your defense got to make that stand. They keep talking about it. You remember how everybody was talking about it? We're going to be historic. I mean, right, historic. They got Lawrence Taylor on the defense. They just take the ball away. 14-point lead. You did something. No other Cowboy team. And the Cowboys been the Cowboys since 1960. Mm. So here we are. That's 62 years, right? That mm. long time. So in 62 seasons, the Cowboys have never, ever blown a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter until yesterday. Mm. That's on your defense. Is it possible we could start using Cooper Rush as a closer, <laughs> like nah, a Mariano nah, 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 Rivera? Whatever, whatever. Like in the fourth quarter, let's put Cooper Rush in because I know he's going to get the game home. You That's what he did. You might have been so far behind, it wasn't a matter. Well, maybe Dak gets three quarters worth, and then we're up 28-14, <laughs> and Cooper closes, right, with a rush. Well. Yep. Well, you better stop, stop stopping the run. You gave up 200 yards back-to-back game. What you going to do about that? We've been doing that all year. Okay. When you're going to yep. be going home early, you keep doing that. The Packers that likely it. saved their yes. season yeah. here. They're still in the postseason hunt now, guys. Ninth in the NFC. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Kirk Cousins led the Vikings to a wild overtime win versus the Bills yesterday. It felt like a playoff game to me. Beat them 33-30, improving to 8-1 on the season. Cousins finished with 357 passing yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions in this win. Despite the big upset on the road, the Vikings find themselves as one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home next week versus Skip's Cowboys. Shannon, on a scale of 1-10, to 10, 
How much do you trust Kirk Cousins going forward? I'm going, I'm going to Nate. Um, he has a five-game winning streak, five fourth-quarter comebacks in 2022. That's leading in both categories, Skip. All seven of the Vikings win, and the current win streak has come by eight points or fewer. Skip, there's something to be said for a team that finds a way to win close ball games because you know at some point in time, late in the season or the playoffs, you're going to be in a dogfight of a game. And you've got to have been there before to realize we've been here before, we can come back. Just last week, they were down by 10 to the Washington football team. And you can say, well, they're not that good anyway, so that doesn't say anything. But you're down by 10, and you're on the road in Buffalo, and we know what Buffalo represents, and we know what the expectations that they have. And they've gone out and fortified their defense. Gattabon Miller, who yesterday had another big sack. He's finding ways. He's gaining confidence, and his team is gaining confidence in him. Hmm. And that's what made Skip Brady. If you look at Brady, how it started, every game he played in the playoffs was a close ball game. Hmm. So as he built out through his career, he's been in close ball games. Mm-hmm. He felt he could win those close ball games, and his team had confidence in him in those games. And that I'm not saying <laughs> Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady, but I'm saying there's something to be said. That when you do something, you feel like you can do it again. That's why people don't stop with it. No matter what, they, no matter what they do, Skip. That's why criminals don't stop. If you get away with it, they're like, hey, I got away with it. First cousin say, Hey, you see what I did? Mm. Ten points on the on the road. Mm. Now did it. Ten points on the road to Buffalo. Did it. Ten points. Did it. Mm. So there's something to be said for that. And I told you. That's not your uncle for a cousin. Mm. That's five chains. Really? That's first cousin. And you need to put some speck on his name. Mm. But you won't. But you will come mm. Monday next week. Mm. I'll put a speck of speck <laughs> on his name. Just Hold a speck. <laughs> S-P-E-C-K. I'll give you a speck okay. of speck. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how much do I believe in him going forward? How much do I fear him going forward? How much do I trust him going forward? I'll go to a two. A two? Just because he's had... A remarkable, miraculous year so far. Kirk Cousins is a mirage. Kirk Cousins is made of paper mache. Kirk Cousins (laughs) is made of balsa wood. When you least expect it, he will fall all apart right before your very eyes because he is inflicted with what I call the haywire gene. He will throw it to you when you least expect it, and when you most need it, he will throw it to the wrong team. You got that quarterback on your team. Hmm. You could be right, but that quarterback, Dak Prescott, is four and one lifetime against Kirk Cousins. My team is eight and two lifetime against Kirk Cousins. And by the way, before I proceed, could we just show those two interceptions he threw yesterday? Because I think these are signs of things to come. I don't. Signs of things to come. If we could see the two Kirk Cousins interceptions that made him look more like Kurt Cousins. This is an airmail job. What am I? I mean, doing? he had him over. Skip, you make it seem like that was just a bad throw. It like he didn't force it. It's just an airmail. It's just now the second one. This is this is horrible. I I I got offer you nothing. I got nothing for this one. I got nothing. For <laughs> I, I got nothing for this I one. Know. I've seen a whole lot of that I got from the quarterback that once upon a time Bruce Allen, then the GM of the Washington football team at that point, named nicknamed something else. Mm-hmm called him, actually referred to him as Kurt, C-U-R-T. His name is Kirk with a K. Yeah. And that was when he was franchise tagged. Or K-U-R-T. Right, right. What are you doing? (laughs) Whatever. He didn't say Kirk. (laughs) Yeah, and that's when he was screaming at the media. You like that? Yeah. You like that? Boy, I like those interceptions he threw yesterday, and I'm going to like them if he throws them to my team. What about them tubs? Mm. Would you like that? What about being down by 10 points on the road in Buffalo? Crowded in a frenzy. It's starting to snow. That defense is starting to heat up. Ed Oliver's getting after you. Vaughn Miller's getting after you. Phillips is getting after you. Milano's making plays. You done got picked twice. And somehow he found it within himself to say, I've been here before. I've done that. Watch this. I will give you this. Kirk Cousins has found the ultimate lifeline, and he wears number 18. And when in doubt, Kirk Cousins just just throws it somewhere in the vicinity of 18, and he goes up and catches it. I don't know how it happens, but it's the same phenomenon that we used to see with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae. It's what Tua is doing now. I just throw it in the direction of Tyreek or Jalen, and they catch it. 
And all of a sudden, we're going to talk about this later, it looks like two is maybe edged into the MVP lead. Okay, so that's what happens when you finally get a kid who can make you look way yeah. better than, than you deserve well, you, to look. We, we saw what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen. Okay. He took off. Okay, you saw what Tyreek did for, for, uh, uh, for Tua? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I saw what Tyreek did for your guy. I can't, you, you still, so how did that guy do it now? I think he got another Tyreek. I, I think they just acquired him. Ah, uh, you was on Kadarius Tony. Yeah. You was on him. <laughs> we keep him. We keep him. Okay, here's what I've seen from Justin Jefferson against my Dallas Cowboys in the last two years, 2020 and then 2021. The first day, the first game, he this is against Andy Dalton. He, he, he had some impact. He caught three for 86. He had one touchdown. But last year against Cooper Rush, he caught two balls for a grand total of 21 yards against my Dallas Cowboys. So somehow we have the formula, we have the antidote for Justin Jefferson. You, you, you want to bet he catch more than two balls this time? I, well, I would hope you're right about that. You better hope. I, you better hope. No, you better hope. Hope I'm wrong. Well, I'm not going to bet on it because surely he can do better than two for 21 after the display you, you we know, saw I yesterday. You know, I asked you a simple question earlier. Is he better than CD? It's a simple yes he or no. He has been better than CD, but I think CD has a chance to rise and shine because CD's had two big games up there in Minneapolis. He, he likes it. He there. finally had a hundred. You like game. that CD? Yes, I do. I, hold on, no. Yeah. Hold on. First hundred yard game of the year for CD. Yes. Yeah. How many? How many does uh, 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 JJ have? Huh? Plenty. So, so far against Dallas, Justin Jefferson has nine targets for five catches and 107 yards. It's, it's not exactly Hall of Fame numbers uh, but, that he's but put up. But two games, nine. Yeah. Okay, hold on. What was his targets yesterday, targets to Jefferson? Jefferson had 16 targets yesterday, 10 catches, a buck 93 on a tub. Mm. Can I interest you in that? Okay, that's one game. I got two games against Dallas when he's at about half of that production. Two games. Skip, nine targets? Huh. I mean, you see, you you one of these guys. Look, I can't make magic all the time. I can't feed 5,000 with two fish and a loaf of bread every day. That's, mm. a, that's a rare occasion there, I can do was, it. There was only one human who ever did that before. Well, you trying to make Justin Jefferson yeah. do things that yeah. is that's inhuman. Okay. So two years ago, would you believe that I, I've got the, the old cliche equivalent of two redheaded stepchildren? I got Andy Dalton going up there and beating Kirk Cousins. And then I got Cooper Rush, another redheaded, quote unquote, stepchild, another backup quarterback going up there and beating Andy Dalton. I mean, beating Be uh, Cousins. Kirk Cousins at Minneapolis the last two years. Would you believe Andy Dalton went up there and won 31 to 28 and then Cooper Rush through a late touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, no longer a Cowboy, to win 20-16 to 16 last year, mid-year, at Minneapolis. Are you believing that? No. So shouldn't Dak Prescott be able to go up there and win as the starting Skip. quarterback? Every year the season starts different. You can't say because such and such did this, therefore such and such should do that. It doesn't work like that in sports. Mm, mm. You know that. Well, I know that the odds makers, as Jen just told you, yeah. they're, they're saying, w w no, time out. We, we don't believe in Kirk Cousins because we still think Dallas should be favored by a point and a half at Minnesota. I, I, they did, at Minnesota. They didn't believe in Aaron Rodgers either. Wow. How'd that work out for uh. them? They didn't believe in the Astros. Did old, Masters, just, old Masters Jack. Did you just put Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence? Were they underdogs? I think you just Were they underdogs? By five. Okay, they then were. what happened? Okay, well, Aaron Rodgers happened okay, just then. like I thought. And watch and first I told you I would have taken those watch points five and chains. run with them. I watch five chains yeah. do what he do. Okay, well, is he going to do it? He The, the, the odds makers are saying no, no, no. Dalvin Cook. Really? Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook might be able to do it. He just might be able to do it. Because you know y'all, ooh. That Dalvin Cook broke loose for 81 yards with 134 left in the third quarter, and that was the game saver, actually. That saved them because they're down 27 to 10 at that point. Yeah. Without that run, just break away up the sideline, gone, gone, gone. Without that, we're having a different and, okay. conversation. So, so, and so that made it 27-17. Mm -hmm. So Kirk Cousins goes into the fourth quarter down 10. Mm -hmm. And then what did he do? Where's 18? What did he do? Where is 18? Hold on. Oh, he's somewhere over there. I'll throw it over there. Hold on. Hold on. Huh? You didn't have no problem when Troy was throwing to Michael Irvin. No. People didn't have a problem when Joe was throwing to uh, Jerry. Mm -mm. So now all of a sudden it's a problem that Kirk Cousins have a number one receiver oh, no, and he's going to it. Troy threw darts to Michael Irvin. They look like they're actually intended for Michael Irvin. No, intended for him. No, he's he, he down there. I he just says, I don't know where he is, but I'm throwing it up there you somewhere. No, he ain't throwing it up there. He ain't just throwing it up there. Don't do that, Skip. He, he wears eight like Troy used to wear eight. That's like you know, disgraceful. Eight to 18. I don't know how they come up with this eight number, but that's a tub. I like four to 88 over eight to 18. 
18. I'll take it whatever. Sunday at 88. Whatever. Yep. I will take it whatever. this Sunday at Minneapolis. I will take it. Pat P locked that thing down. Pat well, P he, got him two picks. He is really but good. But the, the thing about the Vikings, Skip, they've been healthy. Harrison Smith is 33, didn't miss any time. Pat P is 32. Yep. The linebackers are 30, and they're playing. They got all that going, but in the end, it comes down to the quarterback. And I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I never trust him because I don't. I, I, I don't need to trust. But him. you don't trust Dak either. You know, I trust Kirk Cousins <laughs> to throw it to us. You trust Dak? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, if I go back and listen to you, the first segment, and mm-hmm. then the other, you don't trust Dak either. What did I propose at the end of the first segment? Maybe we could do. We'll let Dak play for three quarters. We'll let Cooper close. I told you what Cooper Rush is. Mm. He's a guy. Well, all he did was save the season. He's that guy. guy is the guy. Save yeah. what season? Yeah. I, I trust him more to make big throws than Dak Prescott. Dak, he right can't now. make no big throws. Cooper yep. Rush is a guy you know that. That's yep. why he's back. That's why he's on the bench. I, I even think that Dak Prescott can outplay Kirk Cousins because he has too many times. Yeah, we went to Washington. Yep, Kirk Cousins, most overpaid quarterback in the history of football. No man's made. He's stolen money from them. And right now, they think he's been a great investment. Right? Well, we'll we'll see at the end of that contract how he looking. Mm. Okay. Why are you over there bumping your guns? Because what did that get you last year? Nothing. Okay, dear. We yep. will see, gentlemen, how the Vikings respond after that emotional big win against the Bills. It's hard to follow up a performance like that the no, next week. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Tom Brady. Why was he playing wide receiver yeah, yesterday? You Very do good not want to miss seeing this video. That's yeah. coming up next on Undisputed. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. The Buccaneers ran a trick play with Leonard Fournette taking the direct snap. He threw a pass to Tom Brady, split out wide. Wow, Brady slipped while running the route, though. The pass intercepted by the Seahawks. Shannon, who deserves the most blame for this fiasco? When I saw this play, I said WTF. Byron Leftwich called his bull giant. Come on, Skip. First of all, Tom Brady's 45. How high do you think? Let's just take Tom Brady coming out of the combine. They say Tom Brady's vert measured 24 and a half. 24 and a half. 24.5. That's when he was 22. What the hell you think Tom Brady vert is now after the knee brace, after after knee surgeries, and 45 years of age? Mm. They're throwing this ball against Tariq Woolen, who's six foot four, one of the tallest cornerbacks in the NFL, who had a 42-inch vertical. <laughs> and Tom Brady gonna have a nerve to tweet about if I didn't slip, I was that's Randy over the top. He must be talking about Randy Orton off the top rope, because that's how he fell. Mm. It's like he fell, like he jumped off the top rope. You know good well that man will go catch the ball. We already saw him in the Super Bowl. Drop one. Hit it right in the hand. Didn't hit him right in the hand. Straight over his head. It was a hard catch. Receivers catch those all the time. Well, he's not a receiver. That dude, who dead is. That's why he should have had his butt down the field. There you go. I've been waiting for you to say that. No Mm. further questions, y'all. Really? (laughs) 
That's all you got? That's what I wanted you to say. He was he's not a receiver. Okay. First of all, we have to see the first Wildcat play, the, the first time that Leonard Fournette was lined up by himself taking a direct snap in the backfield, and it happened about five plays, exactly five plays before the play in question. If we could see the one five plays before, please. Here we go. This is the first one. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? No. Tariq Willen just says, no, I'm not even going to cover him. So he trots to the 50, and he is wide open. There's nobody within 20 yards of him. There's a reason. 20 yards. So if, if you thought you would get that look the first time you set up in this formation, then the play to do is to throw it on the first one. Right. And you should practice the fact that they're not going to cover him. They're not even going to honor him with, with a remotely in, in his ballpark uh, uh, DB. Right. So it, I do believe that Leonard Fournette is capable of catching the snap and taking one step and just lobbing a ball across the field, only halfway across the field to Tom Brady. He was drafted by the Montreal Expos when they were the Expos in yeah. Montreal to play catcher. So I think he's athletic enough that he could catch a ball if he just sort of threw it in his vicinity and he could just stand still with flat footed and catch the ball. And he could probably run with it, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 yards before he got knocked out of bounds. Yeah. I yeah. think I think I feel very comfortable in saying this. Tom Brady might be the least athletic quarterback to ever play the position. Mm. Although he's the GOAT quarterback, he's the least athletic. You know what? He has some of the greatest pocket feet I have ever seen, and I, I study yeah. pocket feet. Yeah. I study okay. He's a ballet dancer. Yes. It takes some athletic ability no. to have that kind of foot movement. Skill. It just does. Skill. But there's something to be said with hand-eye coordination, catching the ball down the field. If now you we see him swing a baseball bat left-handed. Yeah. It's pretty special. We used. It to, looks like it's a home run. Stroke we used to, me. to throw footballs to John. John Elway has caught touchdowns mm-hmm. on the halfback pass. They never ran that play. He was a high baseball draft pick. He could have played for the Yankees. But they never ran that play for Dan Marino. Mm -hmm. They never ran those plays for Joe Montana. Mm -hmm. There are certain guys you just, you understand what he is, who he is. Mm -hmm. Just because you're great at one thing doesn't mean you're going to be great at something else. Okay, so now we get to the play in question five plays (laughs) later, and they're thinking, okay, well, maybe now we could do this. Well, and Brady said after the game, they're all screaming from the sidelines, cover him, cover him. And Tariq Woolen's thinking, uh, okay, he's a rookie. So yeah. so he's like, okay, I guess I better go out there and cover him. Well, by then, you're you're dead. Because, well, then, well, and then, then Leonard Fournette rolls to his right and stops and throws it completely back across the field. And to your point, <laughs> Tariq Woolen is six feet four inches tall. Well, it's 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 deadly covered. It's it's like no hope covered. And by the way, Brady does slip down, but I don't know if you watch closely, but everybody was slipping all over the field. Yeah, Receivers yeah, and running yeah. backs were slipping everywhere. I don't know what kind of turf it was. Obviously, they played their their football on soccer. soccer. Skip, they probably that probably was new side. And so probably what they should have had uh, 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 was seven stud cleats. Yep. Everybody likes to wear those molded bottles now yep. because they 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 all they light and it, you, you know, look it's, it's good. It's highly possible that that everybody was changing cleats except for Brady because he didn't need to change right. cleats because he's not going to be running up and down the field. And all of a sudden he finds himself running out for a pass. Right. The best thing to happen was him not. Skip, you remember they tried to run that play to Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes got hurt. They, th- they threw it what he did. He got hurt. Okay. And you're like, Andy, what are you doing? Patrick Mahomes throws the football. Tom Brady throws the football. And let's just leave it at that. Okay. So then Brady goes down, and Woolen is falling across him. And, and Brady's thinking, well, I got to touch him down because he saw Justin Fields a right. week ago. Was it yeah, against Dallas? Two, yeah, two weeks Yeah, two weeks ago. Because uh, Dallas come off its bye, uh-huh. and and Justin hopped over um, Michael Parsons, right, and didn't yeah. touch him down. Right. So Brady's thinking, well, I got to touch him down, so I'll just do it with my feet, so I don't risk yeah. trying to <laughs> tackle him with my hands. Yeah. And then he gets called for tripping, and and I don't know, I, I is it really tripping? He was already stumbling over his leg. He's, he's already stumbling. He's already going down. I, I don't know. Do you really want to do insult to injury? And they do. They Brady, say, "Yeah, you're tripping." Brady, Brady had skip. Brady has zero chance. Has right. zero chance. I don't think a, a guy with a 24 inch vert is going to sky over a guy. No. Randy was able to do that because Randy was six four and had a 40 plus inch vert. So yeah, he mossed guy. Okay. Brady ain't mossing anybody's skill. Okay. 
So my biggest problem with the play <laughs> is it's 634 to go in the third quarter, and it's it's 14 to 3, but it's only 14 to 3, and all of a sudden you're giving the ball back. Skip, you're moving the ball. I, yeah, I, I don't know. You're moving it up and down <laughs> the field. Like, what, what are you doing? And that's when Devin White kind of saved the day because Geno had it all the way down second and goal at the nine going in, and Devin White stripped him. Yeah. Devin White had a huge he game He had an yesterday. unbelievable game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know good and well, like you said. The first time they run it, but Skip, the thing is, is that when you're running the play, you're not anticipating that he's going to be that wide open. So you're not saying, hey, now that's what they tell the quarterback, hey, take a peek over there. If he's open, just raise up and throw him the ball. Yeah. You're not telling Leonard Fournette no. if Tom Brady's uncovered, take a peek, and if he's open, throw him the football. Yeah, and, and Lenny <laughs> runs it for like two yards, and it was like ho-hum. Well, to your point, you're moving up and down the field. You're about to go up 21-3. to three. Yeah. You're running the ball and throwing the ball, and it's a nice mix that you got going. Why would you even think about doing this? And the Your and, point is what? And the thing is, guess what? See what happens? Slip. Non-contact. On, on a field like that, you see. Now, what's going to happen if something unforeseen, glad it didn't happen, Brady tweaks a knee, doing some bull job like that? Could happen. It could happen. It's not worth it. <laughs> and the Glazers might fire. Everybody, everybody on the offensive staff might get fired. <laughs> they just might. <laughs> but you I, know, I don't know what the point. Do you want to introduce it so somebody has to actually game plan for it? I would see, let's just say for the sake of argument, you don't like the three or four yard line. You want some, something creepy. Sure. You know, you plant, you know, no, I, I you throw it. him the ball and then Brady all of a sudden pretend like he's, and it takes off. Not that far down the field. Uh-uh. Like, like, I get it. If you want to give Leonard Fournette a head of steam on fourth and goal from the one, I, I got it. Just snap it right to him. But I, I, don't, I don't know what the method to the madness is here. And then to your point, in the end, Leftwich calls it again only because he thinks, I'm going to get a touchdown pass to Tom Brady. Well, the game's still hanging in the balance against a really dangerous hot yeah, team. I think, I, I think Tom, Tom probably looked at that. They didn't cover me. If we call it again, Maybe. it might be open. Maybe. Because <laughs> that's what – I mean, it's just like any other play, Skip. You know, we go – hey, John, I was wide open on that one. Okay, we're going to call it again, same. And if you don't, know, hey, get open, I'm, I'm going to throw it to I, you. I'm sure he did go to Byron and say, hey, <laughs> I mean, I can catch it and stand flat-footed and catch it and run with it. Maybe – I don't know how far he could go. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have had to go that far. The other one, I don't care. Woolen would have ran him down. On oh, the first one, yeah. oh, he definitely would have ran him down, Skip. Yeah. On the one where he's wide open. Yeah, the one he's wide open. Woolen would have ran him down, Skip. Could you have made 20 yards on the play? Maybe. I hope he could have made Maybe. 20 yards because he's already 10 yards down the field. Yeah. I hope he can get another 10. I, I think he actually runs better now than he did when he was 22. I Seriously. I was having my doubts who was faster, him or Matt Ryan. But after seeing Matt Ryan take off against the Raiders yesterday, I think Matt Ryan might outrun Tom. Maybe, but he's a lot younger, right? <laughs> I think he might get his skill. Hey, but, Skip, now you know how slow Matt Ryan is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he might get Tom in the 40. Maybe. That's I'd, what he need to have to the Pro Bowl. I'd, I'd Bray, pay to watch that. Bring, bring Tom Brady and Matt yep. Ryan in the 40. Okay. I'd watch it, <laughs> wouldn't you? I would, yeah, you would. I would. For sure. But uh, he looks so elegant. Let's give me the man slip. Mm. He's just the goat of your sport. He's the he, greatest football player ever. He's the greatest quarterback. He's not. He's not skilled. You know good well. Do you actually think he was gonna catch that ball? If let me, let's just say not that ball. If he if he stands up, if he doesn't slip, you think he'd go catch that ball over Woolen? No, but if he's all <laughs> alone, I believe he could catch the ball and walk with it. He was all alone against in the Super Bowl. That went straight over his head. It was a hard catch. It'd be a hard catch for Shannon. No, it would. Yes, it would. That's what receivers do. We, we got to leave ball. this one here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with this one now. Up next for the Bucks, they go to up to Cleveland, and then the Saints come to Tampa. All right, Skip, does your Cowboys schedule just get harder and harder from here on out? Nope. We'll dive into that one up next. <laughs> 